Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Store brings you this uh, second segment of Garage Logic. Stay tuned. I'm going to make an incredible link. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee right on. Shop. Yeah. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushere. Thanks, GK. Did you apologize to Fratelloni yet for the commercial you did on Monday? Which one? I went into Fratelloni's they didn't and have <laughs> looking for something. Yeah, they didn't have it. No, it turns out uh, that it's a product they don't carry, but I told you they would have ordered it specially for me. What is which they would do for you? any customer. You don't bring that up in a uh, live yeah, sure ad. You do. That's you tell him, yeah, go picked that. up by some lawnmower blades they or something. Just, they just want their name pronounced correctly. <laughs> How about when he had him on the show and said, how come my rewards program won't work? <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Just from the bottom of my heart. I'm sorry about the mayor. Thank you. I'm right. there all the time. Yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, earning my bonus points. <laughs> which you don't know how to collect. Which I've yet, yet to get one because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you recall Kenny might not have known this story. He was working those six shifts at the Krabby Coffee Shop. Yeah, the Indonesian teenager who was adrift at sea for forty nine wow, days. What a story on a floating fish trap. Yeah, survived by catching and cooking fish and drinking seawater. He filtered through a t shirt. How's that work? Indonesian authority said uh, yesterday. Uh, That's not. Uh, you're, this isn't coming out as BS right. now, is the real it? Real deal, no, right? No, no. I'm I'm leading to a, a point. I'm going to link this to the failed academy. Okay. All right. Got it. According to a Facebook post from the Indonesian consulate, Aldi Novel Adelang 19 was living and working on a small fish trap, known locally as a rompong, where he would stay for months at a time. Lighting lamps to try and attract local fish to the area. Sounds like a best job in the world. Supplies were delivered weekly to Adelang, who didn't, which didn't give him much to work with when he got stranded. Right. In July, the rope anchoring the floating wooden structure 78 miles from shore broke, <laughs> setting his shack adrift. The vessel was, it's kind to call it a vessel, by the way. The vessel was swept out to sea, and Aldelang found himself floating in the middle of the Pacific Ocean for nearly two months on the tiny structure that does not have any way to steer or propel it in any way. It looks like a fish house from right. the 70s. Right. When Adelang eventually ran out of supplies, he began to use wood from his vessel to make a fire to cook fish he caught. He also survived by drinking seawater filtered through his shirt. He saw more than 10 ships, but they didn't notice him. It wasn't until the MV Ar Arpeggio discovered Adelang floating on the Rompong in Japanese waters near Guam on uh, August 31st. The 19-year-old was reunited with his family in Manado in Indonesia and is said to be recovering following the extended time at sea. Keep all of that in mind okay. as we turn to the failed academy. Columbia University is rolling out a pilot program to help reduce harm and anxiety 
among students whose names are mispronounced in the classroom. <laughs> no. Just bear with me. Just bear with me. <laughs> Honest to God. Oh, my God. Courtesy of the Office of the University Registrar, students this semester can upload recordings of their names on CourseWorks, which professors can access and learn the proper pronunciation of students' names. Uh, the new program is called Name Coach. It's open to students in select trial classes in arts and sciences and engineering programs, particularly for students of color, insensitive or accidentally offensive remarks by faculty, including the mispronunciation of names in the classroom, have the potential to harm their learning experiences. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about the wise-ass teacher that pronounces your name on purpose? Uh, wrong on purpose, or he just gives you any old assigned name, a different name every day. The university hey, how told you doing, the, Clef? The, the oh. university told the student newspaper <laughs> in a statement yeah. that the program Sport. aims to reduce the anxiety and uncertainty that may occur during the process of introducing yourself or learning new names. A Columbia spokesperson told uh, said that uh, 822 distinct student recordings have been made using the software. Uh, Julieta Garcia, a Mexican-American student, told the paper she's grateful for the Name Coach program. <laughs> I really made a big point starting off in my college career to not shorten my name to Julie or just be satisfied with the pronunciation of Julieta, she explained, contrasting the Spanish pronunciation, Juliata. Oh, she has to be called Juliata. Come on! Jesus, God in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Thankfully, this isn't making me mad. But so. Garcia added to the That's paper that she isn't sure how many professors have signed on. I don't know how well the professors have actually used it. She told uh, the uh, Spectator, what the hell's a Spectator? The Columbia newspaper. Uh, I know from what I've seen, I don't think many people have actually participated in it. Core lecturer Robbie Kubala told the paper only one of his 40 contemporary civilization students has utilized Name Coach so far. But he intends to encourage more of his students. I see it as a nice attempt to improve the ability of instructors no. to pronounce their names correctly. Okay, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. Tell me all about it, Mr. Mega Size Gunetsky. If some kid, if I'm a, if I'm in this, if I'm teaching a class at Columbia, yeah, and uh, I say, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Julie Garcia? Could you answer that question? And if she said, you know, I've just been harmed. Uh, I, I'm having terrible anxiety because really it's Juliata. I said, really? Then I'd hold up the story. I said, you know, there's there's people in, in Indonesia. You know what they do for a living at your age? Juliata. Yeah. You know what they do for a what living at your age? What do they do? They live on a bleeping crate out 75 miles from shore They're for months at a time, turning on lamps, hoping to attract fish. That's what they do. Would you rather do that? Or would you rather be in this country? Juliata. This guy's floating in the sea on a pallet. This 19-year-old kid could have been a Columbia. Julie, yeah. but he's not. He's in a rompong. You know what that is, Julie? Or Harry or rum Billy or whatever the hell your names are? Exactly. Exactly. Unbelievable. You kids don't know how good you got it, you spoiled bunch of snowflake whoa, creeps. Whoa, whoa. I would, I would, I would, if I would. I'm going to copy this. This story. But this 19-year-old kid. Who and was drifting around the ocean? You're gonna put it in your back pocket. No, I'm sending it to every yep. college hey. professor in the country and say, "Why don't you hold this up?" This in is front of, these of spoiled brats. Julieta. <laughs> this is how mad I am about the Orono story. Isn't it something? Isn't it something? <laughs> these precious 
morons have to be they're going to be harmed if you don't pronounce their name correctly b I, as in b s as in s i had a teacher who called, you know how many times my name's been butchered my whole life oh my god Sushara. who cares <laughs> exactly i had a teacher who called a kid in my class his name was ian yeah always 100 percent of the time called him ion 100 percent of the time if you're harmed well, your name being mispronounced, right. yep. That's you been got to me all the no time. shot. Nothing. You got, you couldn't. You've got a 19 year old living in a wood hut, wondering, in the middle of the ocean, wondering where the supply hut or the <laughs> ship is every single day, hoping he gets some food. Yeah. I had a coworker when I had a job in the real world that called me fatty. That's all he called me, <laughs> fatty. And I called him crispy because he was burned over 80% of his body. Oh, my God. And so that was a loving relationship. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Crispy well, and crispy. fatty. But we, we got along great. We were best friends. I'm going to have lunch with crispy and fatty. I'll be see you guys later. a great morning show tandem. <laughs> oh, man. Crispy oh, and fatty. <laughs> in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. I, I, I can't stop thinking about this. <laughs> I saw you talking to yourself during the, uh, the break. I, I'm saving this young man's name. Aldi Novell Adelang, 19 oh. years old. Why is it always hard to spell? That's not to pronounce. Really. It's hard to pr- pronounce his name properly. Can you imagine him being offended <laughs> if you mispronounced his name? Least of his problems. We have in this country students being ground through the failed academy mm-hmm. who have every whim addressed, every microaggression addressed. They have safe places where they can go and cry. <laughs> What's wrong with your car in the parking lot at work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we do it. That's our right. safe place. That's where we go. That's what I did on Friday a couple of weeks ago. And here is a here is your peer, you pretenders of inclusiveness and diversity, and you self virtuous people who pretend to identify with the down and out. Here's your 19 year old peer in Indonesia who's floating around on an eggshell crate, egg crate. Yes. Lucky he didn't get yes. eaten by a shark. Shipping yes. away at his own, uh, destroying his own vessel. Right, in order, right. his vessel getting smaller <laughs> as he's floating further yes. away from the land. And you have a program. He's seventy-eight miles you out. You have a program at Columbia to reduce the harm of possibly hearing your name mispronounced. You, every professor in the world should should write on the, the first day of school, write a big letters on the blackboard. Can we call it that? Maybe it's a whiteboard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't right. know. A, Just write the name Aldi, A-L-D-I, novel, N-O-V-E-L, Adelang, A-D-I-L-A-N-G, 19. And then under that said, ask me about him. Anytime any of this BS comes up. Ask me about Aldi. Ask me about Aldi novel Adelang. You know, that pallet he was floating on was attached by a hemp rope that was woven (laughs) like 1899, too. And you know what else we don't know? For all we know, in his village... That might have been a plum job. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's what I was thinking. Life is so bleak that you've got to go live on a pallet. Oh hey, I haven't God. seen Aldi for a while. What's he been up to lately? Floating. Uh, he's been floating. <laughs> and obviously no means of communication. No. He, no. No. You know. They didn't have a, uh, what was it, one of those, uh, uh, the, the beepers? 
Just tell where you had the GPS. I'm saving this name uh, every ships, time. How many ships went by him, Such? Ten. Well, ten, and I guarantee you, nine of those ten ships, they saw him. They didn't care. They just kept going. <laughs> they kept going. He's going like this. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm keeping his name uh, it, to use in reference Every time we come across uh, some of these uh, spoiled children in the in the failed academy, I'll remember Aldi, but I don't think I'll remember Aldi his. novel Adelang. Right, I'll put it's right up there with Pedro Luca. Yeah, I, is he that was the living... cave guy? Yep. Yeah, the cave guy who actually yeah. has a credit card and cell phone. No, and he doesn't, Kenny. He has <laughs> one of those uh, TCL, TV, one of those TCL like flat screens. Doesn't have, any, doesn't have anything like that. Yeah. Although I was called to the carpet the other day by a guy who said he saw him on YouTube using a plastic bag. Right. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. Yeah. And riding in a, I think he was riding in a. A C series, C class, wasn't he? Yes. No, he was not riding in a C class. That's the practice Mercedes. <laughs> Let's stay with the failed academy. But he did have a nice set of used to hold margarine uh, Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> Chief offsite correspondent Kelsey uh, noted this example of pushing back when veteran teacher J- Diane Tyredo. Uh, read in her school student and parent handbook that students should earn 50% credit even when they don't do any work. Ooh, oh she God. immediately rejected the policy. Now she believes her defiance cost her a job at the Westgate K-8 through school in Port St. Lucie, Florida, according to WPTV. I'm so upset because we have a nation of kids that are expecting to get paid and live their lives just for showing up, and it's not real, Tyrato said. Mm. She's right. Tyrato began working at Westgate School this year teaching 8th grade U.S. history. One of her first assignments was an explorer notebook project that students had two weeks to complete, but several of them did not turn it in. In Tyrato's mind, doing zero work should result in getting zero credit. There you go. But she found out quickly that not everyone felt that way, uh, reading in a handbook that the lowest possible grade for any assignment, even ones that are not turned in, is 50%. What if Mm. they don't turn anything in, Tyrato said she asked administrators. We give them a 50. I go, oh, no, we don't. That's not right. The school didn't specify the reason Toronto was fired after just one month on the job, and her termination letter didn't have to be specific because she was still in a probationary period. Oh, she was a, she was a veteran teacher but apparently new to this school. Huh? Mm. The school district's public information officer issued a statement that explains that while 50 to 59% is the range for an F, zeros can be given for unattempted or incomplete work. There is no district or individual school policy prohibiting teachers from recording a grade of zero for work not ten, not turned in. Well, then this school well, then, is not following the district's right, rules. Right. The district's uniform grading system utilizes letter grades A to F, numerical grades 100 to zero, and grade point averages from four to zero. A zero is noted on the scale for work not attempted for work that is incomplete. Toronto, however, has a different view of what happened. She said she was specifically instructed to never give a kid a zero, a policy wow. she refused to abide. The reason I took on this fight was because it's ridiculous, Toronto wrote on Facebook. Teaching should not be this hard. Teachers teach content. Children do the assignments to the best of their ability. And teachers grade that work based on a grading scale that has been around a long time. Can you, can you imagine what it's, it's, what it's come to? It, 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 the failed academy, by the way, yeah, is not just higher education. The failed academy starts in kindergarten. Yes, and yeah. it's going all the way through. Indoctrinating them all in the what? What? Because re- remember what you've this re- teacher should be given a promotion. She should be celebrated right. in Port St. Lucie, Florida. That ain't gonna happen. Remember that all the kids that are in college right now uh, were were participants. In the Euphorian uh, 
gobbledygook that said, don't judge, we're all the same, everybody's equal, and... We're that, all winners here. That didn't that didn't change the, the kids that are in college right now. They, they didn't... Um, there's, Aldi Navi Adelaide. 19, did I tell you about him? Yeah, you got one You got one guy that Rook, pushed back. We could have used teacher or uh, an administration like that when we were changing D minuses to D yeah, pluses. Yeah, say, I want to be, <laughs> we give me my 50. We wouldn't have had to do anything. Yeah. We would have uh, automatic right in, C. <laughs> a blank piece of paper and say, give me my 50, you know? <laughs> give me my 50 points or whatever I'm going to get. Remember when we talked about the uh, local libraries were having uh, <laughs> right. drag queen events? Yes. Oh, no, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, they just had... <laughs> there were readings. Yeah, readings at the... The drag queens come in and read. And, How come and, I wasn't invited? Because we're all supposed to be inclusive and what have you. And uh, They thought you get too excited. They had standing room only at one at Wichita, in Wichita, Kansas. Wichita. You're pretty far away from the country's tallest buildings in Wichita. Yeah, the only thing tall in Wichita is the corn, probably. I was reading it in the Wichita Eagle. Uh, standing SRO? Yeah, standing room only for the—and for the, and, and people were loving it, you know. Wow. I don't know what made me think of that. Uh yeah, what made you think of that? Well, the academy and the euphorians and and the way they've acted over the past. Well, librarians are your front line of the mystery, by the way. Yes, that, there's not yes. a doubt in my mind. They're the foot soldiers, the front line foot soldiers. Why did they grab the, the reins? What was it? What was it about them? Because libraries were what? Uh, was it that maybe it was started with the books? Uh, Taking some books off the shelves or not being able to. Have access to certain books? No, libraries symbolically became uh, uh, the flip side of the rec center. It was just it's just another way for the government to remain uh, seemingly popular in a young person's life. It's just another it's another example of look what we've done for you here, mm. and and so we're going to take you in under our wing and uh, provide you these uh, CDs and cassettes and books and computers for free. and and uh, and by the way, you don't have to return. That's what if I got late fees? What if I'm late? Is that okay? That's fine. Just bring it back That's when you fine. Yeah, That's fine. You know, my guy, not, uh, Aldi, he'd return a book. Yes. If he ever got back to shore. <laughs> right. 78 miles out. Somebody will toss him a rope. <laughs> he might have he brought a book with him, but he probably ate it. <laughs> he had to eat it. <laughs> Nourishment. Oh. Get some. Uh, oh. And we have kids that are saddened by their names being mispronounced. Holita. The center is not holy. Around and round. Yeah. The widening gyre. He tries to grab the falcon. The falcon cannot hear the falconer. <laughs> slouching towards Bethlehem, which is also the name of a great Joan Didion novel. The Yates poem. They were in Bethlehem? Was it Yates or Keats? Yates. Uh, Yiplerd. No. No? You know, I've seen this before, but it, it's, I've, I've seen happened. this before. We're, uh, we're talking about famous authors that we are. The no, unwashed No, here. one of you is. Yeah. <laughs> I... I, I I've seen this before, but it seems timely to, to read it again. Hmm. Uh, uh, this was sent to me by Jesse. Uh, it's called My Snowman. Is there a oh, this is great. Yeah, this is great. This used to be funny. It's now true. This, this is a poem? What is this? My Snowman. It had been snowing all night, so at 8 a.m. I made a snowman. At 8.10 a.m., a feminist passed by and asked me why I didn't make a snow woman. 8.15, I made a snow woman. 8.17, my feminist neighbor complained about the snow woman's voluptuous chest, saying it objectified snow women everywhere. 8.20, the gay couple living nearby threw a fit and moaned it could have been two snow men. 
822, the transgender person asked why I didn't just make one snow person with detachable parts. 825, the vegans at the end of the lane complained about the carrot nose as uh, vegans are, uh, veggies are food and not to decorate snow figures with. 828, I'm being called a racist because the snow couple is white. 831, the Muslim gen across the road demands the snow woman wear a burqa. 840, the cops arrive saying someone has been offended. 842, the feminist neighbor complained again that the broomstick of the snow woman needs to be removed because it depicted women in a domestic role. Ah. 843, the council equality officer arrived and threatened me with eviction. 845, TV news crew from ABC shows up. I am asked if I know the difference between snowmen and snow women. I reply, snowballs, and am now called a sexist. <laughs> 9 a.m. I'm on the news as a suspected terrorist, racist, homophobe, sensibility offender, bent on stirring up trouble during difficult weather. 9.10. I am asked if I have any accomplices. My children are taken by social services. 9.29. Far-left protesters, offended by everything, are marching down the street demanding for me to be headed. A moral? There is no moral. This is just the world we live in today. Ah, I goofed up again. Not easy being the mayor. Well, how so in this case, my friend? Sam Hill from Nova Scotia. Come on. His writing name me. isn't Sam Hill. What he says. What the Sam Hill are you talking about? <laughs> uh, longtime podcaster, first-time emailer. Last week, you gave a ruling that jet engines count in the cylinder index. To stay fact-based, I wanted to provide a little insight here. Jet engines are, in fact, internal combustion engines. However, they but, do not have right. cylinders. Yeah. Well, earlier versions do. But not jet engines. A jet engine is a jet engine. Right. There's no earlier version that had pistons. Yeah, I'm thinking of prop planes. Never mind. They hit, those old planes had uh, rotary cylinders the size of paint cans. In right. It, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, however, they do not have cylinders to that end. To include them in a cylinder index would be scientifically incorrect. If you rule that they still count, then the amount of cylinders they would add to your index is zero. Sam Hill is right. Good podcast. Keep it up. Sam Hill, Nova Scotia. P.S. Tell Rick from Harlingen, Texas, to drop his amputee shtick or my one-legged uncle is going to come and kick his ass. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> what do we do about this? He's, he's no, right. He's right. You made a mistake. I made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, jet engines do not count uh, in the cylinder index. Because why? Unless you just count it as one. I know you just read it. it's not a cylinder. Matt. Walk me through it. Jet engines don't have cylinders. They're turbines. They're, uh, you can't walk him through it. No, never mind. Just go with it. Wait, we had, no, I'm going to side with Rook. Oh, no. We had this conversation. I'm not trying to debate. I'm just trying to understand. Don't embarrass your family, Reavers. All right. They combust fuel. Uh, Yeah, but not, not by this, not by the compression of a cylinder. You're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. No, no he's no, not. Because no. you ruled in favor of the plan. And I said, no, I made a mistake. Ah, you want me to get out the gavel? No, you might have to. Yeah. Gavel your head. <laughs> Combustion sounds like Admiral G. What? To announce now? that I have nominated an outstanding military officer, Admiral Ed, Admiral Ed Giambastiani. 
Sorry about that. Sorry. He guy. shall be known as Admiral G. <laughs> the guy apologizes Admiral, for his name. Admiral Combustion You think engine. that did him harm, Suits? No, I don't think he had any anxiety or harm. <laughs> he, he never did. He just went after it. Admiral Combustion. Yeah, Admiral Combustion. How do you do it? Can we claim you? You know what? I, well, just a minute. Uh, this is in keeping with what we just talked about, the guy with the snowman problem. Uh, this is from Chad. Snowballs. Joe, I was watching an episode of Aerial America on the Smithsonian <laughs> Channel about Wyoming. Yeah. I found out the French trappers named the Tetons, which yeah. is a French for breasts. Yeah. In the no. age of the Me Too movement, how long will it take the Mysterians to change the mountain range back to the Native American name? Just thought you should know. Good luck, boys. I'm enjoying the podcast oh. format and have been listening in podcasts for the last four or you five what, years. You know what, Such, in all the books I've read, I do not know the Native American name. Neither do I. La Trois-Titons, mm -hmm. uh, which means the three big bosoms. Yeah. Chad Bach in Jamestown, North Dakota. Reavers. Yes, sir. Uh, Google it. What is the Native American? I don't think there is a name. Well, let's find out. What is the uh, Native American name for the Tetons? And, and literally, Such, I've read 30 books about uh, trapping and all of that. Yeah, you that's a big deal. You like that rural ship stuff. I do. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Yay. Yay. It's, it's Yay. been really difficult for me today, Yay. too. Wow. Yay. I don't know what the closest is. I've ever Yay. come. Hey, come oh, yeah, you stick with that rural stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so there is, in fact, a name. The naming of the mountains is attributed to early 19th yeah, century. We, we know that. We got yes. that part. We want to know, is there, did we, uh, did we. Uh, because uh, it's Jackson's uh, Jackson's hole on one side and Pierre's hole on the other Gross. side. No, Speaking of that. Hole just means valley in oh. old school. Did you talk. hear the story yesterday about uh, the guy at, uh, what, what was the national park? That Called was Yellowstone, Chris. There we go. Yellowstone. He was urinating into one of the geysers. Oh, and? Old Faithful. And he literally was lucky he wasn't burned alive. Because it didn't spurt out. No, exactly. Yeah. Chris? Yes, sir. Did you find a... I can't find anything. I thought Rook had it. Yeah, I don't know that there is one, but you're, got you're right. Paleo-Indians and Native Americans. Logic assumes that they would have a name for them. Well, uh, Chad uh, Bakken in Jamestown, North Dakota, is absolutely correct. Uh, once the Mysterians get wind of that, they they absolutely will demand a name change. Uh, oh uh, well, they're gonna we're gonna end up changing all names everywhere in this country because I've got news for you. There's some bad bad people by today's standards that created this country. Well, I was gonna try to avoid this. I mean, but, we can go on to manifest destiny and talk for the rest of the year about that. Well, I was gonna avoid this uh, because I'm a believer. That you cannot apply modern sensibilities to history. Well, right there. Absolutely. You can't do it. No. But there's an exception. I, I was reading where the Pope wish, uh, has said, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me because I wasn't going to talk about it, but it's somehow it's, it's, it's germane right now. The Pope has said, we can't apply modern sensibilities to these indiscretions of priests. He's referring to the latest revelations of all of the abuse uh, allegedly occurring in Germany okay. by Catholic priests. Yes. No, I think in this case, the Pope's wrong. You, you have to apply a modern sensibility to an abusive priest. There's no way you can overlook it or say, well, that just is the way it used to be. He, he, he can't, he can't win yeah, with that argument. Right. Yeah, you can't at all. Right? Boys will be boys. This That's isn't the same as changing the name of Lake Calhoun. This is an ongoing problem. Did you read the settlement amount in St. Paul? 
Yeah, was it the two, largest in the country? Two hundred and ten million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey. by those standards, uh, how could you, in fact, link this with the Kavanaugh thing currently happening? What the Pope said? Uh, no, I can't. Okay, all right. Uh, Oh, that's with, the first with, thing that came to mind when you said that. Well, the, with the latest accusation of 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 gang rape and and her being oh, drugged, uh, it's it's getting harder and harder and harder to uh, to to pass off some of the initial reaction as teenage mischief. Uh, it's getting harder oh, and no, harder to no, to cling to that. That's that's a serial. Yeah, this uh, is a, this is a, I don't know what we'll learn tomorrow. But coming out with all of these half facts. Where there's there's no legitimate, um, it's he said she said. Uh, these people are just going to continue to come out of the woodwork. It's now she said she said she said. He for three. she. But again, no one has come out of the woodwork in his adult life. So I really would like to know, and I'll I think never that know. Should, that should hold. That should hold some weight. Well, I'd, I would like to know when did you, uh, you know, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. When did you wake That's, up? Right. That was just on last night well, on it, HBO. Yeah. Hard to not to. <laughs> it's hard not to watch it every time. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> it's almost like Caddyshack. There's not a false note in it. You know the the food fight scene? Yeah. It's two seconds long. There's no food fight. I mean, it's just he, him going. He shouts food, food fight. fight. They show people throwing food. Cuts to the next scene. My favorite part of that scene is when he snarps the Jello. Yes, the, <laughs> the very opening where he sits down and. Did you just... ever snarp Jello? No, it's no. so no. It's wonderful. You... <laughs> you get the whole square, and then your mouth turns like into a big cartoon square. I'm a zit. Pop it. <laughs> but how? Um. Well, okay, I won't go into that. I, it, we're, we might be in over a little our, our heads if I'm I'm trying to uh, talk the papacy papacy. Uh, how far does his infallibility go? Well, he's not infallible on something. He's infallible on um, theology. He's not infallible on sex abuse. He can be infallible by saying the Holy Spirit is with you, but yeah. not talking about priests and what they should be doing. Uh, uh, the the mayor of Houston is exploring options in an effort to restrict or regulate the first uh, so-called robot sex brothel in the United States. It's supposed to open uh, this month. Well, they're running out of days. Uh, this is not the kind of business I would like to see in Houston, and certainly this is not the kind of business the city is seeking to attract, uh, Mayor Sylvester Turner said in an email. Uh, okay, the only reason I bring this up is I have a GL prediction. What number are we on GL predictions? Uh, we're well into the 400s. 420. Oh, no, 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 no. We're up in the thousands, aren't we? Uh, we lost some of the paperwork in, oh. the, in the fire. 472? <laughs> yep. Dog ate it. Yeah. How I predict. I predict that not only will these sex brothels uh, where you engage with a robot. Hey, baby, how you doing? Will be, I am fine. Oh. I have a headache. Well, <laughs> I predict they will. It, there will come a time when they will be thought to have rights. Mm. That the robots will be thought to we have rights. We are married. I do not have to do that. <laughs> you Joe, ate the wedding when cake. Kenny speaks, I can hear radio dials changing channels all over the Twin Cities. Uh, thank you. Kenny are you, do you work at the you brothel? Got, when uh, you got fired. That voice, do you work at the brothel? Joe. Yes. My name is Frank. Hi, Frank. I fill in for Cheryl occasionally on Positive Thursday. Uh-huh. You know anything about these sex brothels? That was very positive, Joe. Thank you. They're, they're going to happen in Houston. I think they'll spread all over the country, Frank. It's hard to be positive on a day like today, isn't it, Joe? Yes, uh, Cheryl. 
Joe. Yes. Tell those two children to please stop blurting on the air. It's <laughs> a lost battle. Right. <laughs> Cheryl. Cheryl. You answered. Cheryl. You are an iconic figure in American journalism. That, yes, I am, but you have to foghorn icon. Cheryl. That was very, very positive, Joe. Thank you, Cheryl. You are not helping, Matthew. What did I do? Now you guys are just killing time. This no, is shameful. No. <laughs> I, I forgot that we had all these. forgot that we had all these. No, we're not. I'm going to give one last salute, though. I'm going to give one last salute. To whom? To Aldi Novel Adelang, 19-year-old Indonesian teenager who was adrift at sea for... Uh, Oh, what, 49 days yep. while you morons in the failed academy are worried about finding a safe space in a crying room. And every <laughs> truly day, amazing to me. It truly is. He is a good soul because every day he'd get up, kind of wring his hands how together. Did he keep himself, Will this be the day? How did he keep himself upbeat? Yeah, I've, I've got one answer for that. <laughs> Can you give? Will you ignore the Krabby Coffee Shop guy and I give give uh, give Aldi Novel Adelang a some sort of uh, trumpet salute or thank you, a fanfare, a fanfare. Yeah. Well, tomorrow should be interesting, uh, given the. Uh, uh, I'll say. Senate hearing. We'll, uh, Do you think it'll be a uh, a complete uh, joke uh, or know. complete? Um, I mean, I know they're going to rain man everything, but is it just going to be all these guys trying to get the spotlight? And I don't know. I'm more important, or I'm asking the right question. I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow, son. That's why we're here. Okay. Or then, tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Quick reminder, Garage Logicians, spread the word. GarageLogic.com is where you can find everything. Don't forget to rate the podcast on Apple iTunes. Rate the podcast you can give us a D plus, but uh, I think today we scored another A. GarageLogic.com. Spread the word. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.